time is 10 minutes past two. If you've just tuned in, it's the one, two, three show with me, Sadia Osmani, sitting in for Noreen. And it is Tuesday today. So I am going to welcome my guest on the studio, and that is Andrew Dambina. He joins me on the phone for his global and local food and drink chat. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Afternoon, Sadia. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you very much. So, Good. what tidbits do you have for us today, then? Okay. Well, okay. Starting off out of Hong Kong. Um, something really great for Singapore is that a, uh, a government body food tech collaboration, actually it's two different uh, government-funded bodies coming together to invest millions to push for sustainable food startups. Now, I love the sound of this, don't you? Mm, That's the sort of thing. Let's get some of that here. Yes, absolutely. uh, Um, So it's it's a plan for the next three years. And Singapore State Investor, which is called Tamasek, Mm-hmm. And plus, the uh, the Singapore Agency for Science, Technology, and Research is going to pump in more than thirty million wow. US US dollars wow. USDs into um, a food tech innovation centre. That's about two hundred and forty Hong Kong millions. Wow. So that's a, that's a lot. It's that's... over three years, but still, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So the initiative is expected to uh, encourage other investments because it's going to be like the core money or the seed money, and they hope to attract more money from other investors in the F&B industry. So um, agriculture, um, the agriculture industry minister, um, whose, whose name is Anuj Meshwari, uh, he's also the, uh, the managing director of this investment, said... Uh, in an interview with CNBC that Singapore is looking to boost the growth of sustainable foods and alternative proteins in Asia as the appetite for, we know, that for alternate, alternative proteins other than meat mm. is booming all over the world, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So um, this new centre is being also dubbed as um, the uh, Asia Sustainable Foods Platform. So come on, Hong Kong, we need to rival this, don't we? Well, it's a, it's a good opportunity to almost like, it, it is almost like a pilot, what they're doing. And I'm sure that could be duplicated if people wanted to invest in it in, in other countries. But um, yeah. it'd be good to keep an eye on that to see how that goes, really. Absolutely. So the minister that I mentioned, uh, uh, Mahashwa, said that uh, capital is a flush, that mm-hmm. there are... Um, investors that they're aware of in Southeast Asia mm-hmm. and it's been made known that private equity funds and venture capitalists are are kind of on the edge of their investment seats to uh, to get involved with this. This is the way it's That's sounding. Good. Some excitement yeah. there then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just to, just as, a, as an extra stat to throw into this uh, report, you know, because they obviously spent a long time researching this. In 2020, uh, global investment in alternative proteins hit... 3.1 billion US dollars. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, it's just going up and up. I mean, when mm. I'm speaking to Noreen about this, the figures are staggering. Wow. As the world's uh, middle classes uh, get larger and larger, COVID aside for a moment, there are still people who are becoming more and more what you can loosely term middle class and have a lot more of an eye on nutrition for them and their families and to, um, and to cut down on things like high cholesterol mm. and 
heart disease through uh, overeating And you can see meat. that. I think you can see that in supermarkets, even in Hong Kong now. Mm. There is. There didn't used to be a section which was for sort of alternatives. Um, yeah, but true. now there is very much a, a bit more of a focus, certainly in some, some I, don't, I know I was in one in the weekend and there was a whole range of sort of food that you could pick up where there was no meat element at all and they were telling you exactly where things were from. So, so it's happening, but I suppose it's a drip drip, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, I agree. It's becoming more visible in Hong Kong. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's estimated that Asia um, will require, in US dollars, $1.55 trillion um, uh, in investment over the next decade Gosh. to satisfy the growth of consumer demand for healthier and more sustainable food options. So there's two wow. things there. It's not only what we're ingesting, yes. but it's about them being sustainable and that kind of moral compass effect. That's there? great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, nice, it good is. change. Yeah. So moving on to something a bit different and uh, something very different. It's about um, a very, very rare bottle of single malt whiskey, <laughs> which has just sold in the last seven days, mm -hmm. in less than, than a week ago, for um, 140 thousand pounds which is uh, oh. uh the equivalent of 1.47 million hong kong dollars Gosh. uh yeah the bottle in question is an 80 year old bottle of glen Livet from that that's the distillery name um and uh there, there are um 250 other bottles of rare whiskey expected to get a, a similar amount from that collection it was the first one of a series wow. from an, an eight yeah an 80 year old um vat of um, Glenlivet's distillery matured. In Scotland, whiskey. right? Because we yeah, did talk about yeah. whiskey last week and we did say how other countries are getting in there and, and Scotland is number three now. <laughs> so so <laughs> yeah. now tell me that this is, this is obviously Glenlivet is Scottish, yes? Yes, it is, yes. it is. So they're back on, yeah, they're back in the news. You're quite <laughs> right. Nice, yeah, nicely remembered there. We Scotland boomerangs back or, uh, or, or something more... Scottish Highland like than a boomerang probably back into the uh, back, back, back into the news um, it's had a special very very minimalist very 2021 uh, era bottle that's been designed by mm. a, Brit a British architect um, who's uh, of Ghanaian um, uh, sort of family tree mm -hmm. Sir David uh, Adjay who's um, uh, yeah, quite quite sort of well known in the kind of modern skyscraper building. He was commissioned to, to do a bottle. Design the bottle. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. design the bottles. Uh, I mean, when, I, I guess when someone's paying a nearly one point yeah, five you're gonna have million to get Hong good. Kong dollars, absolutely yeah, fancy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and the from the cask, all of these have been put into bottles now, and um, the actual cask itself has been framed gosh. by Glenn Livett as something of a kind of uh, timepiece because it is just something startlingly historic. And um, uh, uh, while on the subject of whiskey, going to move to another part of the world now for the next uh, segment, and it's um, about the World Cup 2022, World Cup football, that is, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be in Qatar. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Qatar tourism chief says that fans will be able to drink alcohol, but I don't think they're going to be downing, you know, 1.5 million dollar uh, <laughs> Glen Livet in the stand, but it, but there will be special zones um, for in which uh, people are able to drink because they're hoping, you know, this is all being well that that people will be able to travel by then mm -hmm. uh, by by uh, by summer of next year to be able to attend the World Cup, 
there, there's, uh, and they're also talking about making uh, it, it, it came to attention in the media in the last few days because of alcohol being allowed in um, in an Islamic country, mm-hmm. and it's the first time that uh, there's been a football World Cup in an Islamic country where this becomes a topic of thought and conversation. Mm-hmm. And they've been um, they've, they've decided to relax what would what the rules would normally be to cater for this in a in you know a, 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 in as much as a, of a welcoming and international way that they can. So spectators will be able to also enjoy uh, beers and other alcohol. In, um, in a tented camp, which is going to uh, one of the one of the areas that they're going to have for accommodation is a special tented camp. It's glamping rather than camping, so it's kind of going to be a for cool, people to camp, cool day, camp yeah. in the desert. Yes, yeah, which would be quite an amazing thing to do. Mm. Um, so that was a that was a bit of, uh, okay. sort of alcohol drink related <laughs> news there. F- finally, the, the final thing I wanted to mention back to Hong Kong shores. Uh, for something festive and heartwarming. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this um, organisation called Cookie Smiles. Have you come across that before? Oh, yes, yes, I have. I think I interviewed them, actually, some time ago. Right. Mm. Yes. Yeah, they've been around um, for since around about 2000 or just after, and they've partnered up with various um, beneficiaries over the years, including one of the beneficiaries I happen to know from this year's Operation Santa Claus but, but, but the, the whole Cookie Smiles thing is not related to Operation Santa Claus but they are, they have also a fundraising effort uh, every Christmas time or festive mm-hmm. time they do other things throughout the year, they make cookies with a festive touch at Valentine's Day mm, and at various yes, different times, yes. Easter and um, I think they also do it around the Middle Autumn Festival, try and do something connected to mm-hmm. uh, Mooncakes in a way, but more, but more cookie, as their name suggests. But they're partnering with Joyce Boutique um, it, it, this December, in the first few days of December, and 12 local big-name chefs to make a range of, uh, of 12 different flavoured cookies. And, I, and when I read about this, I've got to say, it's not that far off official tea time, is it? Sadia? So it's got, kind of got, got me thinking, oh, no, I haven't got enough good biscuits to have with a cup of oh, tea. Oh, that'd be interesting. It, yes, I'd like yeah, to know yeah. some of the flavours and things that yeah, they're yeah. going for, something new it, and different. Indeed, I will tell you. There mm. are some which combine the usual suspects of mm-hmm. ginger. So, so they're, they're, they're all, for a start, they're in the shape of gingerbread men, okay? That's, okay. The, that's the theme. We've had stars in previous years. There's been, it's gingerbread men, so you've got to have ginger, nutmeg, cinnamon, and, uh, and, and salt. Okay. Um, this but, is all but, towards but, Christmas, isn't it? This is kind of that Christmassy stuff for this year, is it? It's going to be launched at the end of the first week of uh, December, yeah. Okay. So okay. they'll be, they'll be available in um, Joyce boutique in central and other other places as well Mm -hmm. but there are more out-of-the-box creations than just your straightforward gingerbread man with a little twist Mm -hmm. there's um from a chinese chef called chris ho there's going to be a baiju five spice Mm. one so you've got you've got the liquor plus the five spice Mm -hmm. spice from very uh, christmasy that gives a bit of (laughs) yeah 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 that's nice and then um from the island shangri-la hotel uh and uh mandarin oriental there are various 
uh, ideas, the, uh, the Shangri-Las, including more nuts in the contents. Mm-hmm. And the Mandarin Oriental mm-hmm. is going for salty caramel mm. uh, gin- with, with ginger as well. That sounds pretty now, good. It would be something it? if you're giving me samples here, Andrew, you know, so I could be tasting them on this side. I know, you know, but, I know. Uh, we'll have I to do I could, that. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't tasted any either. I'm getting hungry <laughs> talking about it, thinking about it. But, but my favourite, though, I've got, I'll just say, is that there's a restaurant um, in Hong Kong called Louise, an independent restaurant, uh-huh. um, that, that's uh, paying tribute to uh, to Jaffa cakes and Ooh. chocolate oranges, Ooh. like the Terry's chocolate orange. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's using dark chocolate <laughs> and uh, and orange gelatine to um, to coat gingerbread, okay. which sounds absolutely. It sounds lovely. I shouldn't have got going on this. <laughs> yeah. we're, both, we're both really, really needing. I think orange and chocolate are just such a lovely mix, really. Just orange and chocolate. I make a lovely orange and chocolate cake, and uh, that sounds mm. pretty tempting to me. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So, so you can find out more by um, either going to uh, www.cookies with an S. Um, actually, cookies smiles. So it's not two S's. The cookie goes is, into okay. uh, goes into the word smiles.com.hk. And the other the other one is that this campaign because it is a fundraiser. Um, they are releasing a hashtag from the beginning of December uh, where you can find out more. You might even find a bit about it now if you put this in. Sounds a bit of a dodgy one to put in, though. It's hashtag find your perfect man. <laughs> don't get caught. Don't get caught with that. I eat ginger man. Yeah. <laughs> I eat gingerbread yeah. man. Specify. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it would, but, it, but 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 I suppose they've done something to deliberately be a bit tongue yes. cheek there. Yes. Find your perfect man. Yes. That's the hashtag. Well, I'll have so, to look. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Brilliant. Don't do it on the RTHK computer. No, just in case. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I won't. Okay. <laughs> that's great. All right, that's, thank that's you very about, much. That, that's about what I've got for today. Gosh, well, thank you very much. I'm going to go and check out that website right now. Andrew, okay. thanks ever so much. Talk to you again thanks, soon. Claudia. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Okay.